Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and I'm joined this evening by uh, Kevin McCluskey and Jerry Taylor to discuss Dundee Nil Celtic three. Jerry, we spoke about that game at the beginning of the season in September at Parkhead, where we went in at nothing each and we came out 3-0 winners. It was a case of continually grinding them down until we got the breakthrough. And then they opened up a wee bit and we were able to put the game to bed. Um, It was actually not a bad performance across both halves, Jerry. really. You know, the amount of chances we created. I would love to see us being more clinical, when you look at a game where you know we win over 20 corners in a match, we're going to win that game, you would think, comfortably. But I think Dundee stuck to their task uh, and we were able to to show a wee bit of quality. And there's a few dilemmas, a few selection dilemmas, I think, for the Rangers game. Fair play, Mikey Johnston. Aye. I mean, we were saying it at half-time. We, we, we knew the goals were coming. We were quite confident in that. And thank, thank the Lord it didn't backfire and bite us in the backside. <laughs> But I the an absolute for the first goal, an absolute worldie from the unlikeliest of scorers. So yeah, a scrappy goal, I would say. Well, would you say scrappy? I don't know, that's my bit of unfair. Is that but, is that Bernardo's Bernardo's goal? I, I, wouldn't have, I thought Bernardo's Aye. would have been the goal scorer. A bit scrappy. But, a wee bit scrappy, but some good play as well. And Mikey Johnson, eh? I'm just loving watching Twitter right now. Just just loving it. Um like I'm, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I did say that I didn't think he was up to it, but he's come on with no pressure. He's playing with no pressure there, a little pressure um, compared to other games. So he's taken his chance well, finally, but he's had many chances. I wouldn't say, well, we can go into the debate about whether he starts in the next game. We'll go into that. But I'm really happy for the guy. He saw how much it meant to him. There was a, a, lot, of, a lot of passion at the end there as well. So, 
good, fair play at the point, and well played. A professional performance all round against a well organised Dundee, um, especially their boy at left back that everyone's talking about just now. Yeah, I was actually yeah, watching yeah. the Dundee commentary because I was um, just because of the stream that Cause I Because you, you subscribed to Dundee TV, obviously. Yeah. That's it, exactly. So I subscribed to them all, basically, every team's TV. Fair but they're raving about this. Yeah. They actually said, I don't know if anyone was listening, they said, when it comes to choosing man of the match for Dundee, he's never usually far off. And we're sick of, people will be getting sick of hearing me praise him. So this yeah. guy must be something some special. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Dundee uh, supporters who I know, because I, I do have pals who are supporters of other football teams, um, they're raving about him as well. And uh, I think it's one of the things whereby, you know, we're scouting for defenders. Um, we keep calling it an emergency signing to bring Phillips in from Liverpool. I think it was more of a panic buy than anything else. But we'll get on to that dilemma for the weekend as well. But yeah, I thought I thought he was a great, great wee player. And um, we can do deals like that. We can get... Uh, Loan deals cut short and all the rest of it. If a club is willing to sell, he's twenty one. He's a Welsh underage internationalist. He's had a few loan deals out now. I think uh, Dundee are probably his third loan deal um, out of Liverpool. Was he going to make it Liverpool? Would they be willing to um, to uh, sell him? Who knows? But I'll tell you what. You've set it up. You've set it up for a debate. Uh, let's have that debate, Jerry Taylor. And that debate is all about it. Mikey Johnson. George Robertson brings up. Uh, the first point on reflection, the most one-sided game I've seen live since live. Hmm. Free Mikey Johnson. <laughs> LOL. Yes. Uh, Mikey Johnston, you know, he's one of these guys. We've spoken so much about him. Kevin's laughing because we have spoken about him. There's always been a debate about him every preseason. A Celtic state of mind now has been going for almost seven years. Mikey Johnson's been a discussion point throughout that entire time period. Um, I thought when he went out on loan last season, it was one of the ones, Kev, where you know he runs down his contract for another year, he finds a move, he moves on, and everybody wishes him well. Brennan Rogers comes in, and uh, he's back in the picture. He was one of the guys, he never got a look in, actually, for a long time. Then it was at the Hibs game, he was thrown in. Uh, for the first time in ages against Hibs. It was his first uh, appearance in a Celtic jersey in something like, you know, 15 months, 18 months. And uh, then he gets four starts, you know, back-to-back, loses his place again, comes in today. But Jerry has thrown it in to the mix here. And we're looking ahead to the Rangers game. Maeda wasn't great today. Mikey comes on far more direct. Um, I know he didn't replace Maeda, but he comes on far more direct. If you're picking it just on form today and you're looking at Palma, who I thought had a cracking game, very creative, created loads of chances, uh, your best player in the first half, I thought, ran out of puff a wee bit. And then you're looking at, right, Yang came on, didn't do a great deal, made a, didn't have a great game, Mikey Johnson came on and scored two. If you're doing it on form, Kev, I'm painting you into a corner here, who do you pick against Rangers? And I know that the team selection might not be on form. It might be on you know, the, the personnel, the fixture itself, like we did in the Champions League where we were playing Bernardo rather than uh, the other names that we mentioned at the beginning of the game. On form, who plays against Rangers? Or does Bernard, uh, or does Brennan Rodgers throw that out the window and say it's not about form, it's about putting my head up against Tavernier? I mean, how, how does he play this? Well, that's one, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, it's a tough one. It's a good, it's a good even, even if you're picking this team 
uh, or the, the front three positions on form. Uh, Mikey Johnson's up against Palmer for the jersey then, and not Maeda, because he's come on in the left-hand side and replaced, uh, replaced Palmer. I don't think Mikey Johnson's as effective on the right-hand side as he would be on the left. So even on form, it's such a difficult one um, for that position. But I don't think, and it sounds strange going into like a, a game against Rangers, I don't think you can always just pick on form for this game. I think Maeda's got to start because he's proven it against Tavernier. He's proven it, I think, against Barisic or whoever they're going to play in the left in the past as well, that we need him for this kind of game. And he's, he's proven it also in the games that he's not been involved in, you know, that we've missed him by, by not being there. So I think Maeda's got to start in that game. Um, but to have somebody like Mikey Johnson, whose confidence now will be through the roof after getting those goals to come in off the bench, could be a decent option for us to have. Although I still have to check myself when I say that because I'm sorry, even though he's got his double today, to say that Mikey Johnson's the good option to come off the bench is something I don't think I should be saying. But um, I'm not going to be too negative today about him because let's be honest with you, Mikey, one of Mikey Johnson's biggest problems is the fact that he's like me, you and Jerry. He's a fan. He's a fan in the jersey. And every time he goes out there and he plays, he wants to give it his best. And he sometimes tries too hard because he knows that he's in right now anyway. He's in that last chance saloon and he's got to make every appearance count. Uh, I'm so happy for him that he's got his two goals today. But when it comes to the to Saturday's game, he's not done it enough. He's not been consistent enough for me to say that his form in general merits starting. But this is where Brendan's man management comes in and he's got between now and Saturday to like just put an arm around him, talk him through the week, talk him up, tell him that he, he's the player that can come off the bench and win us that game. But I don't think he's there to start it just yet. But, you know, to focus on today, what a brilliant cameo appearance that was off the bench. Two really mm. good. First one, maybe keeper should have saved, but I know Jerry would have. But the second one was that was just pure determination to get there. So we'll fair play. I'm not having a dig. I'm not having a dig. I mean, listen, you made your Celtic debut this season. The jersey's up on the wall. Listen, I think Kev's right. You you come <laughs> up against this 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 team on Saturday. And Maida's not been brilliant since he's come back for injury. But you need to have that player. Listen, I know what a lot of Celtic fans think about Tavernier, about him as a defender, about his goals record, how he's got those goals, the majority of them coming from the penalty spot, what we think about Rangers and penalties. It's a whole debate in itself. But when you come up against that team, you have got to nullify that threat down the right-hand side. And how do you do that? I think the best way of doing it is by putting Maida on um, Tavernier. Now, Mikey Johnson, he's played more games on the left-hand side than he has on the right for for Celtic. I think he does look more comfortable and confident coming in on his right-hand side, as Kev McCluskey quite rightly said there. It's not enough to get him a start against Rangers, I would agree, but if you play made a left, is Palmer as effective on the right-hand side? So that's another question. So you know, that's another debate that you're going to have to have. Um, and it's based on today. Palmer, I thought, was brilliant today, Jerry. I thought he was great today. Um, the amount of chances he created was phenomenal. I think he's he's starting to develop a bit of an understanding with Greg Taylor overlapping him. 
and he, he, he needs to know when to play Taylor in, when to cut inside himself. And, and he caused loads of problems. The only thing missing today for me was a goal from Palmer. Um, but looking ahead a wee bit to the Rangers game, because obviously we've got the two the two wins behind us now. Do you play Palmer on the right, made on the left? Jerry Taylor, over to you. Oh, well, I think we do. We, we play Palmer made, made at the start. You don't start Mikey Johnson after that. I think we've done that a couple of times. We've brought someone on, they've done well, and we think, right, we'll start them. And it, it doesn't happen. So can I slowly ease him back into it again? Like Kev says, he'll be full of confidence now. And do you know, for the first time, this is how it happens. For the first time, we've went, might be a decent option to come off the bench now instead of going, Mikey Johnson's our option. And that's how it happens. Get us a couple of goals, take your opportunity. Mm-hmm. So with him on the bench, definitely. I think with Palmer, if I was being, if I had to be, if I was being harsh and overly critical today, I agree with you, Paul Johnny, the great game. He's a, his corner, his corners, he had a good, good amount of corners to put in, and I don't think he's, re- he's there was enough. He made the most of them, basically. There wasn't a, a, some really bad corners, I'm trying to say. I can't get my words out of the day. I've got a bad back. There was right, a so, variation in the corners either. We need to talk about it. I just think we're never going to get that many corners against the team that we're playing next. So he's he's got to be more ruthless when it comes to these or mix it up a bit. And you see towards the end, they even just ended up going with a short corner because they even saw it wasn't working. So if I, was, if I had to be critical, it would be that. But I think he's been great today. And like you're saying, all he was missing was a goal. But for me, start with the same team um, and then unleash Mikey and see what he can do. A couple of things to discuss there. First one is the corners. The second one is let's all for the next three days uh, pray that Carter Vickers is fit. You uh, and Boy oh, Martin. No. Yep. Big Ewan boy, he's been supporting Axon for a long time. He continues to do so. A big thank you for that, Ewan. Uh, what I saw today was our players fighting for each other and showing real character. This is the thing we were talking about, you know, the passion, the uh, mentality. The, these things were actually brought up by Brennan Rogers last week. I can't speak for anyone but myself, and I am right behind Brennan Rogers, and I do believe we will beat the Orcs and go on to win the title. Hail, hail. Um, there's a few different terms you could could have used there, Ewan. I think uh, I, I quite like the Orcs. Um, and I'm wondering where they are because they were pretty vocal at half-time on Boxing Day. Are they still lurking about in the comments section? I don't think so. Um, Paul McLean, sometimes you need to claw, bite and fight. Going back to Ewan's point, uh, it could be a pivotal second half in the title race. Might just set a bit of pressure over the Clyde too. Ah, well, you know what? I go into these games. Jerry didn't even know who they were playing tomorrow. And I, you know, sometimes I'm of the same view. I'm so focused on Celtic. They're up against Ross County. It's at Ibrox. Do you expect nothing? No. If you get something great, you know, you don't expect anything. But I want to talk about the corners. Jerry, you brought them up. And I mean, at one point, they were talking about it being the record amount of corners in a, a Scottish football game this season. Uh, when we won our 20th corner, Matt Riley took it. And it was um, matching the Rangers' uh, corner start against St. Johnston earlier in the season. If you're, I mean, we could go through all the games. There are certain games, like the, the one on Saturday, you're not going to get 20 corners. But if you go through every game and look at the average amount of corners that we win in a game, and then you look at the amount of goals that we get from the corners. Now, I get that there is a, that the start will tell you that, generally speaking, getting a corner kick doesn't result in a goal. I remember reading it, and it was in a, a book called The Numbers Game, whereby I think at, at one point Barcelona realised they're looking at the data. Let's not put the ball in because we're not going to score. 
So when they get a corner kick, it was almost about getting the ball back into play, creating another chance, taking it back a wee bit and try to create a chance that way. And when I'm looking at that, though, I'm thinking to myself, Kev, go and tell me, please. I know you like your data, you like your, your stats, right? Go and tell me why you don't buy... Seriously, why why you don't buy... Like Maybe I'm the same as a, a lot of football fans watching that game today as a fan. 20 corner kicks plus, 20 plus corner kicks. It was the same against St. Johnson. Um, and then if you were to look throughout the whole season, what is our average corner kick tally? I see a corner kick as an opportunity. It's a set piece. It's an opportunity to create a chance. Surely we can find a striker who would be well-suited to that level of corner kick win every single game, right? I mean, seriously, even if three of them resulted in a chance, Kev, surely we can look for a a striker. Because is it not a bit old-fashioned now to expect your two centre-halves, because normally they've got a bit of height, Katarvikas hasn't got any height, to come up? And I thought in the first half, scales looked a bit dangerous from the corners. Palmer found them a couple of times. He obviously scored against Livingston last week. Can we not get a a striker in the mould who would be a danger at corners? Because that's a ridiculous amount of corners to be winning, Kev, and we don't tend to create much from them. Am I old-fashioned? Is is there an answer to this question? Can we not buy a striker to header a few of these in? I'm sure they're out there. And why not? Um, I'm thinking as you're going through that and I'm thinking that uh, we probably need a big six foot five centre forward uh, who's going to get an end of these cross balls and win them and then um, as that thought comes in I think oh I mind Henrik Larson was about five foot ten and won every single corner that came in so I'm sure they're out there and maybe you dropped it in the, the chat as well and mentioned them before Chris Garden maybe that's his strength um, I'm sure there are strikers out there who are good at winning corner kicks when they're flighted in. You need to have somebody that's good at delivering them. I think maybe the Scottish League's a bit of an anomaly in that you've got you've come up against teams like Dundee or Motherwell or Livy who pack the whole team with boys that are six foot plus in man mountains. Yeah. And it's difficult to pick your your centre forward or your big centre back there. But if you're a team like Celtic, right, you've got class throughout, so you should have a at least one, two players that can win a header. If that's not working for you, you then vary up the corners. You play it short, you go to the back post, you play it to the edge of the box. You do so. I think we've lost you, Kevin. Vary just it up. You, but, uh, just getting to I the think I went there for a minute there. You did. Just getting to it. I was uh, really so I don't know where I was at when I went out there, but I was going to say, I think as a team like Celtic, you should have quality around there that you can find a someone in the box that can head a ball, right? It's not a it's not a skill you really need to learn, just jump and put your head on it. Uh, so it's about getting someone that can put the delivery in. And if that's not working, then vary it up. And that's what was really annoying me today was that with the set places, everything was the same ball coming in. So it was it was easy to read. Um but I am one of those guys that think the Barcelona way of the their method of getting around it works a bit. You keep the ball, you draw their defence out from a corner and then you look to have somebody that can play the through pass and slide you in but maybe we don't even have that player actually in the midfield because we notice that in open play as well that we become too predictable with how we're playing so we need we just need other options but uh, you know to get back to your original point aye there are strikers out there that can win cross balls and we should be going to get one of them 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, because you know what? The, the data thing, Kev, and I don't think we were late to the party. We used to have a show on a Celtic state of mind before we uh, started doing the live streams called a Celtic stat of mind. That's how I got to know Alan Morrison, who now does the, the Huddle Breakdown. And stats always intrigued me. But as I say, I read this book and, and it told me why Barca stopped taking the, the traditional style corner, where it was get all the big guys into the box, flight it in, see if you can win it. And and it's now like um, kind of like accepted that if you take a corner, it's no dangerous. But I feel as when Celtic are defending a corner, we're under threat. I actually still feel that. I think that the team we're playing are far more of a threat from their corners, albeit they're, they're a, a very small percentage of the corners in a game, compared to us taking a corner. And if we're winning that many corners on average, then who is the guy? And, and you know what? It's a debate to be had, I think. And uh, I'm going to bring it up because there's quite a lot of different uh, opinions on it. I'm going to bring up uh, DB New first. We have won trebles without six foot five inch strikers. Yeah. Uh, we have, but I just feel that it seems to be a feature of our play at the moment whereby we're not as free-flowing. Today was a wee bit different, I've got to say. We created a lot of chances today, but over the season, we've not been doing that as often. And, you know, we come up against this issue where it's just like they can defend us and defend us. And they, sometimes you say, oh, all we need is a turnbull to score from 25 yards. We also need that option whereby we can fight a corner and, and be uh, a danger. And I'm going to bring up some of the, the points here. Smell the Glove agrees with me. It's great to find somebody, Smell the Glove, who actually agrees with me from time to time. Um, and we've also got this. Who remembers the big man? Jan Venegur of Hesselink. Oh, uh, I love big Jan. Honestly. Big Jan Venegur of Hesselink. Yeah. His 94th minute winner against them in the 3 2 game in the Tommy Burns no, we, season that won us the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goal against Dundee United in Tampa. Exactly. So I'm not saying change your style of play. I'm not saying go long. None of that. But it looks as though we've got a team that wins a hell of a lot of corners, but we're no great from them. And I think Henrik McLarson brings up a good point. Oh, should be doing better in this position. Yeah, he probably should. He probably should. And, you know, he's that type of player where you, you every time he comes on, you think, oh, he gives you a different kind of approach, Jerry. He's a different style of player. He's combative, etc., etc. But I'm not seeing it in this position, you know, from the corner. The other one, of course, Lanky brings up is we had Yakamakis, but we let him go. Yakamakis was brilliant in back. these positions. Yeah. Go and try and buy him back. I wouldn't even listen Let's drop everything, the Instagram posts and all that. He obviously didn't go on with Postacoglu. See if they told me they were going back into him and they were going to pay double what we paid them last time, I wouldn't I wouldn't even flinch. Get him back. I'd love him back. Take a comeback. Probably not. <laughs> no. He's probably in about 
five times his wages over there. But that yeah. that is the point. It's just um, when you're looking at this team and you're going twenty odd corners in a game, that is frightening in terms of the the offensive play. But we're not doing a great deal from them. That's my only my only complaint today. Mikey Johnston, we've been through a, a real journey with Mikey. Last chance saloon says Kevin McCluskey. I think he's been in there four times. Keeps coming back. Uh, last chance saloon, but. What comes of this? Who knows? I don't know if it's going to result in his Celtic career being resurrected. I've said this time and time again. Um, this is the eighth season that he's been a senior pro at Celtic. The eighth season. He made his debut seven seasons ago. Obviously, one of them has been spent on loan in Portugal. Um, I want to also talk about this, which could be a dilemma. Big Carter Vickers goes down. And it's the worst sight in the world, isn't it? When the big man goes down, you just think, oh, no again. Uh, the Kurgan raises it. We won't know probably for a couple of days, probably until the pre-match press conference, whether or not Carter Vickers is fit. And even if he is, Brennan Rogers probably shouldn't tell anybody. Keep that one up his sleeve. And where are we with the pecking order, Kev? What is the pecking order at the moment? Clearly, it scales and Carter Vickers, but if Carter Vickers is out at Scales and Welsh, how does it go after that? It's not as easy to determine, is it? Is it Phillips, Novroski? Is it Phillips, Lagerbilt, Novroski? What is it? Aye. Uh, right, so Carter Vickers and Scales is definitely your, front, your first two. Welsh now seems to have moved up the pecking order, so he's, he's kind of third choice. Beyond that, well, we all thought that there was some clause in Phillips' contract that he had to be in the match day squad. Oh uh, well, for every game, for the looks of it. But uh, unless there's uh, unless he's injured, then that clause was a load of nonsense because he wasn't there today. Um, so who knows? Navrotsky seems to be at the bottom of the list because he doesn't get in anywhere. Uh, so probably, I mean, you'd like. To, I think you'd like to think it's Lagerbilk, his fourth choice. He's a player. He scored against Pioneer. Again, you'd think that would have given him some confidence, but then he's been out of the team since then. And he's, he's looked decent when he's played. Not great, but he's only a young boy. There's, there's a player in there. So probably him fourth choice. Phillips and Navrotsky seems to be a toss-up as to who's fifth and sixth. Mm. So we're going maybe, to ask you he's going to bring... I was going to I'm actually just going to mention him. Maybe he's going to. He's not even on your list. All and Kobayashi in. Oh, don't, don't. Um, I mean, you look yeah, at that, that oh, final game. Quan will be the man. Quan oh, will be the man at centre back. I think Jerry wants him to be player of the season anyway. So can you imagine? Who knows? No, I can't. I, but half a season left. Let's not imagine yeah. that. <laughs> I can't imagine it. I really can't. But what I think he'll be doing, Brennan Rogers, if indeed it gets to the point where Carter Vickers doesn't make it. He'll be looking at that Feyenoord game and he'll be saying, you know what, Scales and Welsh as a partnership done really well that night. Mm. And he'll probably even extend um, his thinking beyond that and think back to the Rangers game at Ibrox and the, the partnership with Scales and Lagerbjelk, remember? And other than maybe the first three minutes of that game, they had a pretty solid partnership that day as well, Jerry. They had to defend a fair bit and I thought they'd done well, they came through it. Since then, however, Lagerbelt's fallen off the radar. He's out of favour. Um, but we hear rumours, etc., etc., about whether or not the gaffer, um, you know, trusts him or or rates him, thinks he's fast enough. But if you go into that Rangers game and the big man, Carl Vickers, 
I say the big man not because of his height, just the, the stature of him. You know, the fact that he's importance to the Celtic side. Who do you play? Is it Scales and Welsh you go into that game? Yeah, for me, definitely. Scales and Welsh. Scales of of form in Welsh because he's pretty, she has showed at times that he can he can really step up in the big games. And do you know something? He's always got a cheeky wee goal on him, I think, Welsh. There was a few... Was it was was the last season. Season four, first, he always comes. First goal of the season against um, Aberdeen. Yeah. To me, you're talking about getting corners in there. He looks like somebody... That he's got a good leap on him. He's He knows what this game's all about as well. I'm surprised at the lagger bill, especially him getting the goal. And, and like Kev, like you say, I think he's always like decent, good. But I think he's... That, what was that... What game was it he made that mistake in? I think... Was it against Rangers? When he yeah, in the first minute. Pass? Yeah. And it was, it was, he was robbed. He was robbed, but VAR obviously... Um, that was, a, that yeah. was a, I, I can't really think of too many mistakes in like international level scoring the Champions League. So that's a, that's a weird one for me that he's not mm. going with the momentum and putting him on after. But, hey, it's the centre-back joy that we've had all season, so we can do this. We've... Players have stepped in and they've helped out. So, but I think Welsh, I like him. I really do like him. So, I'll Welsh and Scales. Yeah, Welsh and Scales. Both of them were on my list of 10 players we should sell. Mikey Johnson uh, came <laughs> on and made a... He was on that list as well. Can I just he say, was. by the way, Jerry, I, I'm a great judge of a player. Um, that's a cracking tracksuit top you've got on there. And I'm, the reason I'm bringing it up is that is official Axon merchandise. And um, in 2024... That's- it's going to be a, a big thing for us on the old website. Obviously, we do the vast majority of things uh, absolutely uh, free, which is the way it should be with the old uh, content, etc. But we do have a shop which has been ticking along over the last wee while, um, and it's going to be taken over by uh, someone else who's going to be running it for me after we put the designs in, etc. So, yeah, we're going to be pushing some vintage merch. It's not going to be your usual stuff. We don't use anybody else's designs. It's all our own our own doing. Um, so, yeah, get that checked out, axom.net. There's a blog on there as well that we're working on. Uh, DB New, I'm going to bring you back up. Not vintage, but we were never going to lose a goal to that side. Fair enough after the game, Kev, but see, it won nothing. I'm watching that <laughs> intently and I'm just thinking, seriously, with the amount of possession and the pressure we were putting on them, Kev. You know, I, I never feel that confident at 1-0. No, no. It's a great comment, that one. Like, um, Dundee were never going to score. Absolutely not. Right? They, they never looked like scoring for a second. However, you, <laughs> never had the, you were never confident. It's the old Jim <laughs> Orman, you know, you're never confident until we're 3 nothing up. And even then, because we've seen it so many times this season, that it's one long ball over the top, tons of defence, their one striker gets in and, and scores, and you're, you're back to square one again. Um, second goal today was massive absolutely massive because I just killed it all off but listen before the game we spoke about it we wanted a clean sheet we wanted three points we wanted a dominant performance and we wanted to build momentum going into the, the game at the weekend we've got everything out of that game that we wanted I'm sure there'll be people in the comments and in the pubs and whatever that'll find things to complain about other than just our corners about that performance today but on the whole, we'll get everything we wanted from it. Looking at it, we clear our eyes now or whatever without the emotion of being in the moment. Dundee never threatened us at all. That's how it should be for us going up there. The greatest they respect to Dundee. 
It was a really controlled, dominating performance, and it gives an old man like me a wee bit of confidence going into the weekend that I didn't really have prior to the game because of how the last few games have gone. So, you know, I've got the Christmas cheer in me big time now. Brilliant. I love it. Now, Henrik points out again, um, height isn't the only factor in getting on the end of corners. I totally get it. Absolutely. I do think we need that physicality that I expected to come from O. I'm going to bring this up as well because we said actually after the half-time show that we should have mentioned it, Ian. Ian McMonagall says uh, we should have had at least two penalties from the corners today with Carter Vickers being pulled and held. Uh, They would have had VAR uh, penalties today. This is a frustration, Jerry, right? Because I actually felt in the first half it was worse and we didn't mention it at half-time. Probably, you know, because you don't want to just be clutching at straws at half-time say, oh, we should have had a penalty because it was nothing each. We've won the game comfortably at 3-0. You've got to mention this. Carter Vickers, that that was a penalty all day long. And now um, it was brought up by the commentary team. There was replays, obviously, for anybody watching at home. And it doesn't go to VAR. They don't bother looking at it. And this is this is a thing that becomes a frustration for me. We're going into this game at the weekend, right? And we talk about margins all the time. We constantly go on about margins, right? The margin could be a decision. If that if that was happening on Saturday, Jerry, right? We would all be absolutely fuming if it ends up nothing each or, you know, God forbid they win the game. And you're looking at a situation like that, saying, "Why didn't go to go to VAR? He's been manhandled in the box. It's a penalty kick." And this is the thing that really frustrates us. And we all know tomorrow uh, they're going for 74. They love going for a number. They're going for 74. Games, league games, without conceding a penalty. And you go into this game against... It's just... It's not an anomaly. An anomaly is, if somebody's looking at your productivity over a period of 365 days and they notice that it drops on a day and you say, oh, I was off sick that day. That's an anomaly. You've noticed that one drop. That's an anomaly. This is a trend. After 73 games, never having conceded a penalty kick, it's ridiculous. So going into the game against Rangers, these things are massive, massive discussion and uh, points that we've got to bring up because if you talk about it now, it's not as if we're clutching at straws after the game against Rangers. Um, it's going to be a massive <laughs> a massive shout and a massive decision, Jerry. But my question for you is, I'm just going to put you right in the spot. Oh, wow. Will Celtic get a penalty against Rangers? Aye, and then we'll miss it, because that's what's been happening this season, <laughs> isn't it? So no, I don't want us to be the first to get a penalty. I want it to be... Who are they playing tomorrow? Ross County. Ross County. Oh, that's right, aye. See, instantly out my heat already. So um, I hope Ross County get it tomorrow, and I hope they score it. And then we'll probably get one, and then... Nah, I'll never doubt the team. Palmer's doing better with the penalties now, but the way the things have been going. But that amount of games to not concede a penalty... Come on, come on. It's brutal. They make a documentary It is a trend. It's not an anomaly. Yeah, panorama in amongst it. Who, who is it? Watchdog? Who can at we what phone? point? Well, at what point do, do people from outside the Scottish football bubble start looking at it, Kevin, and think, that's not right? What's going on there? I mean, obviously, your man Gallagher, every time he gets asked, the retired ref, every time he gets asked, he's puzzled by it, isn't he? Um, and the latest yeah. one, of course, was against Motherwell. You, you know, you, all you need to do is look at Lil Z or some of these guys, Tam Selleck or whatever, on on the old uh, Twitter, and they'll always pinpoint all these different um, decisions that are, that have gone for them. And it is, it's it's an unbelievable stat. It really is, Kev. And going into the game against Rangers on the thirtieth, it's in the forefront of my mind because these games, it, it's margins, tiny margins. 
Yeah, it is, and it has to be because, uh, I, I mean, bro, we've seen it ourselves, right? The the game last last January, would have been, or this January, second of January. Uh, what is his name? Goldson handballs it but three times. There's there's at least two or three penalties in that game that we don't get. Now, that was them with um, Michael Beelman, the new manager, bounced from that, and he'd gone ten games or something without losing a match or 10 games that he'd won in a row, something like that. And we were the first team to stop them from winning a game under him. But we don't get penalties at 1-1, we don't get them at 2-1, we don't get it at 2-2. Every single one of those decisions has a major impact in the game, or could have a major impact in the game. Um, and we've, we've seen it time and time again in these matches, you know. So I think if there's a 50-50 or a 60-40 penalty decision in our favour, we're not getting it. <laughs> the weekend, you know, it's got to be an absolute blatant stonewaller before we'll get it. And, you know, folks will maybe think that's like a paranoid mindset or whatever, but maybe going into this game, it doesn't do us any harm to have that mindset that we can't rely on the referees to win us or to help us win the game. We've got to do it all by ourselves. I'll go back to it then. We've got the 60,000 Celtic fans. It's all Celtic fans in that stadium. Yeah. Yeah. The weekend, you've got to go back to. Um, Angie's first Glasgow Derby at Celtic Park with the same environment and just make it hell for them, you know. And now that we've got the Green Brigade back in as well, we will. They'll create a huge atmosphere. It'll be amazing. Uh, and as long as they get behind the team from minute one to minute 90 or 99 or 100 or however long we end up playing, I think we'll win. I think we'll win. And we'll not need the referee's help because we're not going to get it anyway. No. Alright, so I'll make a prediction based on what you guys have said, right? Ross County will get the penalty tomorrow, they'll steal a wee draw, and then we'll go and win the game on our own merits against them on the 30th. That's fair enough. I'll take that, Jerry. Uh, one last thing, whose news comes in, uh, brings up Bernardo, he was what to buy AC Milan. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is fair play to Bernardo today, because <coughs> Kev, you and I said we're not quite sure what his role is. Um, I've said in the past, cut his loan deal short, Abelgard him, all this kind of stuff. And he goes out there and scores the opening goal. And he had a decent enough game today, didn't he? He did. And I'm going to thank you for sparing my blushes and I'm going to just put them on myself for this one now. I'd text you during the first half. I'd sub him off at half time. <laughs> I was so a- there you go. So thank you for that one. But he's definitely, he's a, there's a player in there and he'll find a team that he'll thrive in. I just don't know if it's us in Scotland. Us in Europe and us, hopefully, in the, the Glasgow derbies could be his kind of games. But there were a few too many times today, again, when he gets the ball and he's got a chance to shoot or drive forward and he's turned and played a sideways pass or a backwards pass. And you just think, just, just have a go, man. Just just take it on, have a go. <coughs> and then, you know, how did you describe his goal earlier on, Jerry? Score yeah. said whatever it no, was. Yeah, it was. You said it was orgasmic. That's what I felt when the ball went in, anyway. Um, but, but, but then he does that for us. So he's maybe not um, passing the ball forward, but his off-the-ball movement is he's driving forward. He got into that space. It was a, it's a good goal. It was a Stan Petrov type of goal for midfield. That one, you know, when he just gets in beyond the, the defender. So, if AC Milan want him, Putting a big performance on Saturday lad against Rangers and prove that you're worth well they of their interest. Win us that game. 
Win us that game indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And we won the game today. 3 nothing against Dundee up at Dens Park. A perfect start for um, a per- perfect dress rehearsal, really, for our game against Rangers, who will be playing tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Thank you to <coughs> you and boy Martin once again for supporting the channel. And thank you to Jerry and Kev. Join us again tomorrow at 12.30. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.